Geekish Cast, episode 25. Geekish Cast, beyond! Last time on Geekish Cast, the next-ish generation. Today I am joined by John Hoagland. You there, John? Hello. How yep, you? Hello. Hey, John. Hey, how long have you, uh, you're kind of a Star Trek guy. You want to give us a little bit of your background on Star Trek? Right, sure. Yeah, I started watching with Star Trek The Next Generation, then went back to the original series, watched all the movies, really enjoyed them, uh, enjoyed Deep Space Nine and Voyager and even most of Enterprise. Great. And also with us today is Doug Stirk from Stirkwork.com. How you doing there, Doug? I'm doing good. How are you today? Doing well, thanks. You want to give us a little bit of your background on uh, Star Trek? I think, uh, I guess probably back in like 1971, I was watching when it was first in uh, reruns. Mm-hmm. When it was, uh, oh, what's the right word for that? Syndicated. Syndicated. Syndication. Yeah, when it first did that, and then followed the movies and everything up through then. But I, I never watched Enterprise. I never got into that one. And now for our exciting conclusion. Now, on the plus side, and guys, I think what we're going to do is we'll go ahead and run a little long, and if I have to split this one into two episodes, we'll do that, okay? Sure. That's fine. Um, I am hopeful because what's what, the director's name is Justin Lin, correct? Yes. Okay, so I read an interview with him where he said basically his parents ran a restaurant, he came home from school and caught an episode of Star Trek then, and then when they shut down the restaurant late at night before going to bed, him and his dad would watch Star Trek. And I'm sure we're all old enough to remember when Star Trek came on at 5 and 11 every day. You know, whatever your local affiliate you mm-hmm. know, stations right. were, it was on twice a day. It was on at 5 p.m. right after school and 11 p.m. when you should already be asleep. And if you're not <laughs> right. asleep in 10 minutes, yeah. So that makes me kind of hopeful because apparently he was at least a fan, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Hmm. unless he's pulling the wool over our eyes. Um, But then the other thing, and I have to say, there is one person in the creation of this movie who I really trust, and that's Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg has got his geek cred with me. What do you guys think about him? Yeah, absolutely. I think he's a good choice. Yeah. Did, Did either one of you guys watch Spaced? Yes. No, I haven't seen that. Okay, John, it's on Netflix. Check it out if you get a chance. He and... um, It's a series. It's a series, but it's a a BBC series, so it's, what, six, two six-episode seasons, I believe. Okay. But there is some... I mean, you get a a real sense of just how how much geek cred Simon Pegg has always had. Yeah, his his character worked at a comic book shop and got fired because he wouldn't sell a Jar Jar Binks action figure to a... Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, like that's bit that's, his head off, and that's a brilliant scene too. Yeah. When they and do the customer's the, a little child. Yeah, oh, it's like an eight-year-old kid. Yeah. But there's the two brilliant Star Wars scenes in space. One, the the funeral pyre. Simon Pegg's dressed in an all-black outfit, so he looks like Luke Skywalker, and he's in front of a burning pyre, and it, he's throwing all his Star Wars stuff on it because he had just seen Phantom Menace. Oh, jeez. Yeah, and then the uh, is at the end of season one, they do a perfect remake of the Empire Strikes Back ending. 
It is just outstanding. Hmm. Well, I, take a look for it. Oh, please do. I, I think you would be... I think you would like it, I guess, is the long and short. But So do you guys think uh, Simon Pegg's script on this is going to help? Or what, give, me, give me some of your thoughts on that. Well, How I mean, much of the script did he write, and has it been edited? Or He co-wrote with somebody else. Okay. And keep in mind, this was done after they fired Bob Orsi. Okay. Yeah, they fired Bob Orsi, and they had to get a movie out with very little time for the 50th anniversary. Um, I know the one thing making everybody nervous that still has me kind of freaked out. I know at one point Simon Pegg said they turned in a script that Paramount thought was too Star Trekky. Oh, okay, yeah, I remember hearing that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was one. I was like, oh God, okay, I don't know about that. Yeah, that right. Makes so me think back to the the first new movie where they said they wanted to try to copy what Star Wars had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, well, look what happened. I mean, J.J. Abrams did such a good job turning Star Trek into Star Wars that Star Wars hired J.J. Abrams to make Star Wars. Right. Yeah. But I think everybody overall is at least happy with uh, Star Trek 2009. And I think, I mean, I my overall opinion is that movie's pretty good. Uh, I think you guys kind of shared that feeling, right? John doesn't seem to. Mm, nah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, he didn't call it the worst movie he'd ever seen. Well, okay, it's not that bad, but... I mean, we're not I talking mean, Superman 4 here. Right. I think it would have been a lot better if they they still stuck Star Trek, but they didn't call the characters Kirk and Spock mm-hmm. if they used an all-new crew. Because then we wouldn't be comparing them with William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy's crew. It would just be a further adventures of the Enterprise crew. Yeah, so like if they had just done a completely different time period again with the Enterprise, you think would have been better? Right, yes. Now, did you feel that when it was first announced, or is that just how you felt after seeing the movie? No, after seeing it. Okay. Doug, how did you feel when they first announced they were going to recast uh, uh, Kirk and Spock and McCoy? Uh, You know, I wanted to wait and see what it looked like. It it was interesting, Mm -hmm. and then when I heard that uh, Leonard Nimoy was going to be back, it's like, now what in the world are they doing? You know, and, and I just thought of something else that you asked, you know, my dream series. I'd still love to see a Mirror Mirror series, you know, something do, a lot, you know, a Where lot heavier. place there. Exactly. So you want dark, dark and gritty. Th- there you go. Well, yeah, there's your dark not and necessarily. Gritty. <laughs> it could still be Mirror Mirror, and you don't know how that universe ended up. Oh, that's true. Now, I know they did they did several episodes back in DS9. Right. Yeah, I was just going to say, how about the Mirror Mirror Universe in Deep Space Nine with the Dominion War? Yeah. Um, that could be a dark and gritty. Well, that'd, be, that'd certainly be your dark and gritty right there. Um, you know, I'm a big fan, actually, of the Mirror Universe, but I think you need to contrast it with the regular universe. You know... I don't know how many times I've started a Mirror Universe Next Generation 3D comic. I get about 20 renders in, and I'm just, like, overwhelmed. I'm like, nope, too much. I don't have time for this. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, as much as I want spectacle in a movie, why not do the Mirror Mirror Universe movie? That would be... Have this, you know, you could have this new Kirk and Spock go after their Mirror Mirror versions, which they've done in the comic, I believe. I believe they actually have. Oh, actually, we know they have because um, our friend Paul they, did, they the used, pen, yeah. did the pen that they used. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. 
Um, now, see that I that would get my twelve bucks out of my pocket if you did Mirror Universe versus our Universe, and that, then you have all the same actors acting evil. Yes. Hmm. I would I would pay to see that. I think. Or uh, what? Another uh, another spectacle is what about the original universe or, or Universe Prime? Where are they at now? Where you know where's that original cast at? Well, I know what a lot How of people are. Plug into this one? What a lot of people are hoping for. Um, well, I know one of the original ideas was they were going to bring back both, or they were hoping to bring back both William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy into this movie for the 50th anniversary. Obviously, we lost uh, Leonard last year, so that's not going to happen. Um, but it does kind of make you wonder: can they drag some people from uh, Next Gen into this? Right. Right. Yeah. Did you? Uh, any of you read the comics that led up to the first new movie, the 2009 movie? Countdown or whatever it was called? Right. Mm, yeah. No. I did once, but I haven't gone back to reread it. Those were pretty cool because it's like the uh, the spaceship that Spock Prime flew was mm-hmm. designed by Geordi LaForge. You know, Data was the captain of the Enterprise by that time period. Right. Now, how did huh. they bring Data back? It was, it was his beta... Okay. With the last movie, Data's mind eventually took it back over. Who's B? Over it the was B. It brain. was B four. B B four. Yeah. He he regained himself. Okay. So yeah. Because there's a line in there where some you know Picard says something about it being his ship, and Data quickly corrects him. You know, no, it's my ship now. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> no, I do remember that was kind of cool. Um, that because oh, the. Uh, the tech, the tech they had for the uh, the mining ship was based on Borg technology, I believe. That's right. Yes. Yeah, and I guess that was one of the ways they they said that when that the Narada uh, Nero ship came through, the Klingons had it for twenty five years while uh, Nero and his crew were in prison on Rurikinte. Right. right. So the Klingons I mean, reversed the names down. <laughs> Dude, I, I gotta tell you, I'm I'm a bit of a Star uh, Trek nerd, so a no, lot of this ago, the guy with no hair. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they had his ship, so the Klingons got to reverse engineer it. So they the Klingons ended up with like fancy technology, but the uh, the ship that George Kirk was on pulled enough scans off of it that the Federation used that to reverse engineer, and that's why, technically speaking, the alternate universe has more advanced technology than the original universe. Right. Yeah. But you got to nerd out pretty damn hard to get to that point. Yeah, they definitely like a military build-up and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Oh, i got to tell you, out of all the things in the first movie that, that irritated me, there's a point where Pike says to Kirk, he says, like, do you understand what Starfleet is? It's important. It's a humanitarian and peacekeeping armada. And I'm thinking, that's like building a death ray for peaceful purposes. <laughs> you know, that line always bothered me. I'm like, that's not really, it's an exploration thing is what it is. Yeah, but in their world it wasn't. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was very yeah. different. Very hey, different. Do they ever explain what happened to uh, the captain, of the, the main bad guy? Uh, you just rattled his name off. Uh, Eric Hero, Hero. What happened to his ear? What bit his head while he was, in, while he was captured by the Klingons? I don't know if you if you watch the beginning of the movie, his ear is intact. And then you it, watch the tip's it later, gone. Yeah, the tip's gone. And there's 
bite teeth. marks on his head. Yeah, there's teeth marks on his head and the tip of his ear is gone. <laughs> I think we're supposed to assume that one of those Klingon prison dogs got a hold of him. <laughs> there you go. All from the deleted scenes? Yeah. Yes. I got you. That was, yeah, they never say, and actually I kind of appreciate the fact that they let some things go, just said, hey, like 3PO's red arm in the new movie, right, it's right. like, hey, it's a passage of time, here's how you know things are different. You know, here his ear is pristine, here it's kind of gone. Of course, 3PO's first line is something about his red arm. <laughs> that was so funny. Oh, you probably don't recognize me because my arm's a different color now. That cracked me up. All right, let's see here. Okay, guys, well, that's kind of everything I had. Did you have anything to add about Star Wars, uh, the new TV series, or the new movie? You mean Star Trek? Oh, God. Let, let me let me do that one again. <laughs> the Gee, Star Trek series. Gee, willikers. Um, yeah, so, do yeah, do we know much about this new series? Will it be, again, the Enterprise crew or a different we, ship? Or? As far as I know right now, they have not said one word. Mm-hmm. Um, now, they did put in their initial press release, it will have nothing to do with the new movie Star Trek Beyond. Okay, right. And that was going to be my next question. Are they going to tie the TV show to the movies like Marvel is doing with their Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Avengers? Well, I doubt it. And this is something I still have trouble wrapping my head around. And I would need a lawyer to explain it to me. So... CBS and Paramount are not the same company anymore. They actually were split up from each other when Viacom sold off assets. Both own a piece of the Star Trek universe, though. CBS owns all of its television distribution rights. Paramount owns all of its movie distribution rights. I doubt very much that CBS All Access, or whatever they're calling their web web presence, is going to want to pay royalties to Paramount to use any of their properties at all. Okay, and then the next question is, who owns what property? Do Does Paramount now own all Kirk, Spock, and the Enterprise? No. Does CBS own it because it's the original series? Okay, so they both own separate pieces. CBS owns it if it was on television. Okay, right. Because, okay, so they can still show the original series. Yes. Paramount owns it if it was a movie. So Star Trek's one through uh, beyond at this point, you know, so Star Trek the motion picture and every movie up to Star Trek Beyond is under Paramount's discretion. Whereas Star Trek, Star Trek the Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and um, oh, Enterprise. Well, well, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Was, I don't think those were made under CBS. No, but CBS owns all their rights now. Oh, they were made under okay. Viacom. Yeah. Okay. So when there was there was a divorce and Viacom was split into smaller companies, and when that happened, certain assets were sent to different parts of companies that were being split up from each other. So you and your wife have Star Trek movies and Star Trek the TV series as children. You get a divorce, and she gets the movies, you get the TV shows. That's how it kind of worked. Right. Okay, then who owns the characters Kirk and Spock? Okay, Okay. so what you're saying is one owns it in a TV show, the other owns it in a movie. Exactly. I would actually need an attorney to kind of tell me. (laughs) Jeez. Yeah. I would need an attorney to tell me, you know, can you do this? Because that means that Carol Marcus, let's just say they went ahead and said, hey, we're going to make... 
Star Trek the Animated Series, CBS said this, and we're going to put it back in the original timeline. We're going to get voice actors who sound just like the originals. Carol Marcus, I don't think, could ever show up unless they paid Paramount to have her show up. Oh, that's okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Doug, anything to add about Star Trek? No, I think I'm good. No, I'm all confused. Yeah. (laughs) Talk about your parallel universes, huh? You know, one's asking the other, you know, I gave your mother this many credits. Didn't she take you up on Enterprise last week? That's why we pay this. (laughs) Exactly. And no, it does. It makes my brain hurt because I've tried to talk to people and have smarter people than me explain it. By the end, I'm like, nah, still don't fucking get it. I still am not getting my head around this. So, yeah. John, you got anything to add at this point? No, I think that's everything. All right, guys. Well, we're yeah. going to go ahead and wrap up. John, if people are looking for you on the interwebs, where can they find you? Sure. Find me at uh, www.vanishingpoint.biz for all my digital models. And you can find my artwork at jhoagland.deviantart.com. Sounds good. Doug, how about you if they want to find you on the web? Uh, Starkwork.com, S-T-U-R-K-W-U-R-K.com. Excellent. And again, this is Geekish Cast. This has been episode 24. By the time we get done splitting it up, it will be episodes 24 and 25. Uh, You can find Geekish Cast online at geekishcast.com, at Facebook slash Geekish Cast, and on Twitter you'll find us at The Geekish Cast. So we'll see you guys soon. Thanks for tuning in.